0: through news, and this is the Punch Out. We're following the news all day so you don't have to, giving you everything you need to know about what's in the headlines and what should be. And welcome to the Punch Out, Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th, 11-13-2020. Hopefully things are going well for you. Hopefully you haven't had any sort of hexes cross any cat the paths of any black cats or anything like that. We'll do whatever we can here at The Punch-Out, if anything negative has happened to you today, to hopefully turn things around here. We've got all sorts of very interesting, very important information. We've got war crimes being committed by the Special Forces of Australia in Afghanistan. We'll be talking about Donald Trump's attempts to steal the election for... himself seemingly collapsing in on themselves but before we get to either of those stories we start with the issue of health care for the people of the united states could i have something to eat no could i have something to eat no could i have something to eat no can't you say anything else but no try asking again can i have something to eat no are you alright? Well, magic cockshell, can we have healthcare for lockdown? No. Oh, well, you're saying not even the most basic changes like lowering the age of Medicare to 60? No. Wow, that's bleak. But as sad as it may seem, I have to say I think the magic cockshell from SpongeBob is in fact right. It's going to be a very uphill climb for any sort of healthcare reform that will make any sort of actual difference in people's lives. Why do I say that? Well, new reports are out that the hospital industry, big hospitals, is gearing up to take on a centerpiece of Biden's healthcare plan, which is lowering the age of Medicare eligibility from 65 to age 60. Hospital companies hate this, of course, because private insurance pays higher reimbursement rates to them than Medicare. So even though a change like this would be fantastic for seniors, but actually allow a lot of people to retire early, perhaps, it will be bad for the profits of these mega hospital corporations. Notably, though, it's a very popular idea. According to Kaiser Health News, about 85% of Democrats and 69% of the GOP favor allowing those as young as 50 to buy into Medicare. Now, you may remember that in his first term, President Obama bargained away a public option to win support from the hospital lobby for the Affordable Care Act. Worth noting that Biden is also proposing a similar public option plan, also sure to draw opposition from the big hospital industry. If you need a sense of how powerful the hospital lobby can be, in the ACA deal I just mentioned, the government was allegedly going to reduce some payments made from the government to hospitals. Well, six years after that was supposed to start, Congress is still delaying those changes in order to avoid drawing the ire of these big ultra rich hospital companies. Many of which, by the way, operate as nonprofits completely ridiculously. So even if Democrats retake the Senate, it's extremely unclear they can muster even enough support in their own caucus for these sorts of changes, moderate changes, I might say, not to mention getting any Republican support. So the real question you've got to ask yourself here is, what is the rationale? for not pushing for Medicare for all, universal health care. I mean, the argument put forward by Biden and Mayor Pete and all these other idiots is that no one will accept it because they love their health insurance. Yes, to who those people? Jesus Christ. But that it could also never pass anyway, so it doesn't even matter if it makes sense. And that ultimately these little incremental plans are going to put you on the glide path to universal health care slowly but surely. But you can't even pass, if you can't even pass, the most basic changes that huge numbers of people in both parties totally support, it makes it very clear that there is a red line here. The for-profit healthcare system is willing to make some changes around the edges, but they are not. They are just not going to do anything other than fight to the death any idea that makes a difference in their profits. A negative difference, that is. That's why they sunk the public option under Obama. It's why they sank Hillary Claire under Bill Clinton. It's why they lined up their donors against Bernie Sanders, and on and on and on. So if you're going to push... Why not go whole hog? Why not go for what will actually provide not only healthcare to all people, but help recenter society to make healthcare more important than profit-making, which seems 100% logical. The only reason why you would not do this isn't electoral, it isn't about any sort of strategic issue, but as we are already seeing, it's that you really don't want to take on big hospital corporations, insurance companies, and pharmaceutical giants. No surprise that those companies show up all over the finance reports of leading politicians opposing Medicare for all. Well, Trump's situation is certainly not improving, at least in the way he would want it to, as it concerns his attempts to invalidate the election. Most recently here, one of Trump's principal law firms in these various legal challenges, Porter, Wright, Morris & Arthur, has withdrawn from their work for the campaign in Pennsylvania. Another law firm withdrew in Arizona. And Jones Day, a very high-powered D.C. law firm, is apparently experiencing significant internal turmoil over continuing to represent the current president, Donald Trump. Now, Trump has been claiming over the past few days as well that 2.7 million Republican voters were deleted by voting machines. Unfortunately... (laughs) I'm, I'm sorry. It, it's honestly not funny, but it just sounds like when your grandparents call you with some sort of technical problem and they just, well, did, did it delete it? I don't know. Maybe it's deleted. I don't know where to find it. Where's the file? Uh, that's how Trump sounds to me. Unfortunately for him, though, yesterday evening, the Department of Homeland Security's Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, whoo, came out and contradicted that claim directly. They actually said in their report that this was the most secure election in U.S. history, which I have to say, just in and of itself is a bit wild because two months ago, allegedly the system was so fragile that some random meme creator in his mom's basement drinking Mountain Dew Red Alert could allegedly be the most dangerous person ever meddling in the election with some sort of Facebook post. But I digress. Hypocritical or not, it was bad news for Trump for this to come out. The Las Vegas Review Journal, owned by Sheldon Adelson, one of Trump's largest donors, spent 75 mil in the last few weeks of the election for Trump. Well, they said, their editorial board, that Trump should stand down. He's lost. Peggy Noonan in the Wall Street Journal also says Trump, give up the ghost. Even in his most inner of inner circles, people apparently are telling Trump, there is no way that you can win. You gotta get out of here. He, of course, is claiming that he wants to fight on, but has also already told people he's considering leaving office, but immediately announcing a 2024 presidential run. Trump has also called for mass protests in D.C. this weekend. So even though there's no evidence that the election was stolen from Trump, no evidence at all, there's also no real evidence that he won't try to trash the place on the way. Well, you know, there's a huge scandal right now in Australia, and rightfully so, over reports of war crimes committed by that country's special forces in Afghanistan. Uh, The Prime Minister of Australia has now appointed a special investigator to look into claims from a government report that's been investigating, I think for a few years now, that has outlined some truly terrible behavior. One story that caught headlines in the country of Australia and around the world involved testimony from a U.S. Marine helicopter crewman who reported on a summary execution the Special Air Service of Australia, that's the Australian Special Forces. Uh, the story went that after a raid, SAS troops were bringing uh, shackled prisoners back to the helicopter. The pilot of the helicopter says, well, there's not enough room to take all these people, so instead of letting one of these individuals go, or waiting for another helicopter, or, or something, I mean, the person was a prisoner, but hadn't been tried, hadn't been through any sort of process, they had just been detained in this Special Forces raid. Well, instead of doing any of those logical things about someone who's been detained but not actually proven to have committed any crime, at least necessarily, not in the way it's been told so far. Uh, They did something totally opposite. They just shot the guy. They killed him right there. They just executed him. I mean, what? They just executed him because there wasn't enough room on the helicopter. Unbelievable. The report. Which investigators are now looking into, possibly bringing charges around all these things. That's why they're investigating it now. The report's out there. They want to look into it, decide if they want to charge anyone with the crime. It says that there are at least 55 incidents of alleged breaches of laws of armed conflict between 2005 and 2016. And it includes all sorts of rank brutality that's leaked out, including the, the cutting of a child's throat and a general culture that apparently encouraged the commission of war crimes as a way to quote unquote quote, fit in. That's the way you got at the cool kids' lunch table there at the SAS in Afghanistan, commit a war crime. And not for nothing, but last year, the U.S. Navy SEALs were in a very similar controversy as The Intercept and other outlets revealed. Uh, a whole range of serious crimes committed in the so-called AFPAC theater of, of a similar nature, including the, you know, the, the crushing of people's Skulls with rifle butts, just disgusting stuff. So U.S., Australia, special forces, war crimes just littering the country of Afghanistan. And and, uh, when you take all of this at once, it just makes it all the more absurd that there are actually liberals in the United States now trying to take Trump to task for trying to pull more troops out of Afghanistan, a war that has accomplished absolutely nothing. The Taliban controls more territory today than ever before. And by the way, before we even invaded, they offered to turn over Osama bin Laden and the US said no. So the only thing that has happened is that deaths in the tens of thousands in the worst possible ways, the complete destruction of of the agriculture of the country, the rise of the opium trade, massive war crimes, over almost a trillion dollars spent in Afghanistan for no reason at all. That money could have gone to improving people's lives in America and Australia, anywhere around the world, rather than death and destruction. But here we are now. Hopefully, in this case in Australia, there will be some level of accountability for these terrible crimes that's the punch out for today we're with you monday through friday 5 p.m here in new york east coast standard time 2 p.m in los angeles pacific standard time and 9 p.m g m t And of course, you can support everything we do here at Breakthrough News at Patreon.com slash Breakthrough News. It's your patronage that keeps all of our offerings here at Breakthrough News moving forward. And of course, you can check us out across all your social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at BT Newsroom.